Yo, 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 welcome to the one to the the one and only low-key podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Keith Denny. And as always, I'm joined here with Tim Malloy and Aaron Lanton. And today we're talking about um Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, Creed 3, where we see him playing once again um Adonis Creed, the um the child of Apollo Creed, as he goes through his boxing career. And he winds up reconnecting with a old friend of his past, um, Damien, who was a actually former boxing prodigy that has served some time in prison um, based off a altercation that him and um, Adonis Creed had in, when they were younger. And so now we have his friend coming back, um, wanting to, to, I guess, in certain ways, take the throne, become the champion, the heavyweight champion of the world. And um, this is the another part of this, a continuation. And I don't know if this is the final movie that we'll see from the um, Creed franchise, no. but it's in the, um, what I would call the, the Rocky verse. <laughs> so, so yeah. So what, what did you, let's, let's go ahead and just get our initial thoughts out the way. So, so Tim, what, did, what were your first thoughts about this film? Um, relief because I edit Movie Maker Magazine and we put Michael B. Jordan on the cover and had a big interview with him and I was like man I hope this movie is really good and it was it was really really good it was really good like I really love the Rocky movies and I really love the Creed movies and I thought the first Creed especially was just like a perfect reinvention and a perfect relaunch of a franchise I honestly even sitting here now can't I've thought about this for a couple days and I can't think of a better way to like take a franchise and propel it forward than the creed movies um mm-hmm. i like creed 2 a lot too but i think this is my second favorite after creed maybe tied with creed i don't know um i thought this was a fucking great movie i really really dug it i really liked that in his directorial debut he didn't like phone it in he took some risks that whole section at the end in the big fight that's like different than every other rocky and creed fight ever where it kind of gets into raging bull territory i thought was awesome I love the whole retconning. Well, I thought it was going to be retconning of like introducing Dame. And then when you look back over the history of Creed, like they really set up everything beautifully. Like going back to the first Creed, like the timeline works, everything with Apollo works, his dad. Um, there was a line in Rocky three that I went back and watched where Mickey tells Rocky, Rocky gets a kiss from somebody while he's training. And Mickey's like, she's not going to kiss you. She's going to kill you, Rock. And that theme comes up all the time where there's this conflict between like, are you a lover or a fighter? And this movie just handles that, just continues that question beautifully. I really dug it. I thought they did a great job. What about you, Aaron? What are your thoughts? Tim put it so beautifully. I don't think I can like sum it up better. Uh, I really enjoyed this film. I st- and look, I'm lame as hell for this. I still have not seen the first two Creed movies. What? So I know, I know, I know. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna act like I ain't seen something I ain't seen. That'd be slaughtered. You shouldn't even. You shouldn't even be on this podcast. <laughs> oh, God, can, we Sam? can we call Sam and see if he'll do it? I'm sure. Sam, <laughs> get this man off of it. Well, I came in with fresh eyes. I didn't know what to expect. Sometimes, you know, like. A franchise will, will, you know, get some acclaim. You kind of like, all right, like, is the hype real? Yada, yada. I just, I hadn't gotten to it. That's all that happened. Um, and in this case, um, it was kind of interesting because I don't know what the style of the first two films are, but 
having not known what those two styles are, it feels like really like striking. Like there's some choices here. And I don't know if the first two are like this, they're like very, very like hyper realistic and like really taking risk artistically. Like even like the um his his uh boxers intro uh mm-hmm. is really colorful. It's very almost animated looking. Um and it's funny because like you he really did plenty of interviews no, letting people know like I wanted this to be like an anime kind of kind of thing. And it definitely are some different shots he uses that are you know uh very much a, a throwback to certain things like um that there's that punch where they both hit each other at the same time that's like which, some which is also the ending fight the ending punch in rocky three. Oh uh, yeah true which is cool like, shit. the creed three parallels rocky three yeah and it also uh it's got like a look like the way it's set up like the oh my, this is so nerdy but in the Majin Buu saga when Goku mm-hmm. and Vegeta fight each other, it, it looks just like one of those two. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I, I really thought that the backstory really worked. Um, I, I felt that the way that they wove in, just the vulnerability of men, um, well, the lack of vulnerability, just to be able to open up and really talk about things, even when it's just tearing them up. Um, I didn't know. For example, another thing that was really interesting because I hadn't watched the other two, I didn't know that the the daughter was was unable to speak, and uh, you know, and so um, just the or I guess maybe she also um, is deaf. I, I'm not certain, but she's deaf. Tessa Thompson has like she's, she's losing her hair. hearing, right? Yeah, and so their daughter ends up being deaf in Creed, in Creed too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I just didn't know that was coming. So it was really interesting seeing their interactions. Cause I, it felt like, cause of how they came in with it, like this had been a thing they had already been doing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is, this is really interesting. Like to see that side of him from the very beginning. This is just so think about like, this is the Adonis I know is, is retired soft Adonis. Like, so it's just, it's going to be inter- interesting for me to go back and see like that journey to get to this place. Um, I've said very little uh, compared to what, what Tim said overall about the movie, but the movie I like, I just, overall, I just even for this being my first Creed movie, I was really impressed with how well it worked. I really bought Damien as, as his um, his foil here. And um, I, I just, you know, there's some things I thought maybe they could have, they could have cut out. They would have made it, you know, a little more efficient uh, and probably better overall, but I, I really enjoy what we got here. Definitely. This is a, you not waste your time going to see this movie. Before we go to Keith, I do want to ask, did you see Rocky Four? It's been a long time. Which one is that? Do you know what happens to Apollo, his dad? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, sorry. yeah, okay. Yes, okay. Yes, I couldn't right. remember which one it was, but yes. Then you're going to fucking love Creed 2. Okay. And awesome. Creed 1. All right, sorry. Keith, what did you think? <laughs> uh... First, I'd like to start that I'm I'm a huge, huge Rocky fan. I always have been very offended that Aaron didn't see the last two Creed movies. <laughs> but then also, I do understand people who are just like purists, like Rocky fans who don't really care for Creed that much. Like they're like, oh, it's okay type of deal. Um, With this, I really did think that. So I really wasn't going to watch this movie right away um, if it wasn't for the podcast. And part of it was because I just heard that Stallone wasn't really feeling it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to read nothing about it. I just heard that, and I was like, I don't know. 
I maybe I could wait, you know, because I feel like is this the first Rocky verse movie he's not in? Yeah, it's the first. Yeah, because oh, okay. he he's in both of the creeds. And yeah, he's pretty, and and especially the first creed, like he's super important. Like the movie doesn't work without kind of deal, right? Because yeah. he trains, he trains, he trains um Adonis, right? Yeah. But what I really like about this one in particular is, for one, it is the 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 visual style of it, which y'all kind of um, spoke on, is a lot different than the other Rocky and even the Creed movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and at first I I was like I don't know if I like it I don't know I don't know if if they made another one and they still kind of kept to this how I would feel about it like like a lot of the slow motion like anime style kind of reminded me of um. The anime with the people with the big ass necks. Um, Baki. Attack on Titan. Baki the um. Oh, Baki the, the grappler. Baki the grappler, and oh, so like man. some of some of the ways that like they had like those freeze front frame shots where they like focusing on certain body parts, mm-hmm. and then even like it was some like I was I was like man they they really are fighting like um like like straight up martial artists right which mm-hmm. boxing is a martial art in itself right. Yeah, but it was just how close and how how close up they they did certain things and how visceral it felt. It was there one part was, where Ad, um, Adonis got through the guard of Dame. I thought that was a really nice slow motion shot because you could see where the, where he slipped the guard just a little bit. Dame right. does shit that's just not normal looking boxing. That's just makes the movie feel so kinetic and alive. Like he just makes all these moves where you're like I don't know fucking what this guy's gonna do. Like yeah. some of the stuff he does with his arms is crazy, and like he'll have his arms up when they like the southpaw. Yeah, it's just it just makes him like a much more scary fighter. Mm. Yeah, because he was mixing a lot of brawling type of stuff in with with the uh, with his boxing skills, right? Mm. And then um, I always love the training montages. Always. Um, this I did laugh be- out loud in the theater when he pulls the plane. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> That that was some animated stuff, but then it was also like I, to to the point of like when he broke Damien's guard. I think there was a point where he was like punching a tree, and it was like that was him preparing for what he eventually does when he punches through his guard and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like those little things, like how it can be like a callback to the training montage. I thought that was dope. Also, um, realized that this has to be the darkest, most personal version of a Rocky type story that I've seen. Um mm-hmm. and, and 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 after realizing that then I can kind of see I don't know if that's completely the reason why Stallone didn't want to be a part he of He said but, I saw an interview with him. He just said the way the direction they went, he felt like there was nothing for him to do other than be like, all right, yeah, kind of like Bob we've hit him harder. But he's like he didn't feel like there was any place for him in the story. Yeah, probably, and he'd probably be right, you know what I'm saying, other than the fact that fans would probably still want him to be there or be involved or whatever. But after a while of watching it, you're like, well, this is completely 100% a dinosaur, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the first, yeah. Like I said, it's the first movie that's kind of from that, from this, the Rocky realm, Rocky verse or whatever, that does not have Balboa in it, Rocky Balboa. And, and I was thinking about it like I was telling my wife about as much as I like Rocky, Rocky is something, um, he is something sort of a flat character for the most part. Oh yeah, of course. 
And it, it's almost like if, if we're going back to the comparison of anime, most anime protagonists are like super flat. The most interesting characters are usually the people around them, right? But um, but there's something that still was very enduring about Rocky, and he's very like a simple, like everyday man type of deal, right? But you never really know much about his past, you know, like not enough, like like that that we get with Creed, like all the Creed movies, um, from the from from all three of them, they kind of in some type of way are connect. Everything he's doing is connected to his own past. It, but the first two, a lot of it is still harping back off of his father. But so, and that was okay. So to, to your point, though, actually, Rocky Four. Now that I know which Rocky that is, which is actually my definitely my that's the one that's left the biggest impression on me. And I don't know like where that is in that's the one Rocky Pantheon. Yeah. So in that movie though, was I'm crazy. I mean, it, it's it's not the same art by any means at all, but um coming out of retirement for the reason he's come back was his revenge, mm-hmm. um, is a very compelling story. It's a very personal story. Um, but it also is supposed to be an impossible mission. Just even I, like I, what was that? What, what I was gonna say is, per he he does have personal moments. Don't get me wrong, but they're not like really connected to him, like his past and. The, well, and well, this, oh, so that's something I was gonna mention was like is the like his past in this case like isn't the past we don't know of. It's literally just like the last three movies. So like in that way, I think like that. It it really benefits so much from like there are very few movies I think that benefit as much from like the three movies that came before it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so rare um, to to like tie them together that that well. So I'm I don't know, man. I, I just I just think movies crazy impressive. Rocky Four. Yeah. It's weird. Like the Rocky franchise kind of ends with Rocky Four in a way because it's so much about Apollo Creed. Yeah. What do you think that more in retrospect when they continue it with Creed Son? But the first one, sec- the first one is definitely about Creed, about Creed giving him a shot and him mm-hmm. like gaining Creed's respect. The second one is about like revenge or whatever. <laughs> like these guys are gonna give each other a second shot and yeah. learn to respect each other even more. The third one, they become straight up friends, and the fourth one, he has to avenge his friend. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one is kind of like I don't think a lot of people remember the fifth one. The fifth yeah, one's kind of cool because it has the street brawl instead of ending with like a boxing match. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm mixing it up with Rocky Balboa. Now that's the fifth one is the one when he fights his because he only trained two people. It was um Tommy Tommy Gunn. Hitman, yeah. And then he trained Adonis later on in life. I don't even remember Rocky Balboa, to be honest. I I Rocky I Balboa is the one where he comes, he's pretty much an old <laughs> old head yeah. fighting a young dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he does fight again. Like yeah. The whole, the whole deal in Rocky Balboa was like the champion at that time. I forget the boxer's name. He, they did something on ESPN doing like those little like videos of like what would happen if this person fought right, this. Right, right, right. And it was pretty much like Rocky and his prime would like, you know, demolish him pretty much in a fight, right? Mm-hmm. So he yeah. Yeah, and Rocky. I don't remember what was Rocky's whole motivation to do it, but that was probably a more his more more character. Like, well, all of his all of the movies are very like, um, in a sense, a character study or something, where where they have to like overcome a particular thing. And they some that I guess they they always very inspiring films. Whereas this one, I still 
I don't know if this one is more so Creed three. Yeah, Creed three. I wouldn't say it's necessarily inspiring per se, and that it, it, it is. It's more about perseverance and like and being able to like face your past. Facing your past, yeah. I think I think it's just some about it that's a little bit more real that um, we may not have gotten in any of the other. Rock well, because it's centered on a story about trauma. Yeah. yeah, and you know I, the the story. It, it's interesting. Like I wonder. I'm, I'm glad it was PG thirteen. I mean, I could take my I could take my son, and he really enjoyed this. And you know, most of it he could kind of get through without it being a huge deal. But like, I feel like the abuse that Leon mm-hmm. gave to those boys that they couldn't. Like that, it, it's weird. Like this movie says, like there are a lot of things they they say without saying them all the way, and that's typically right. how men talk anyway. But at the end, when they were saying like none of that was your fault, they say none of that was your fault either. Like they're talking about Leon's abuse. Yeah. Not, I mean, like you could say it's about like the fact that he attacked Leon and then he put a gun, but like they're really talking about the fact that like that it's trauma they, that they're still dealing with, yeah. and and that the fact that these two men who love each other, they're sitting there right next to each other when they could have sat down and talked before beating each other's ass. Um, But here they are, having kind of humbled each other, both with black eyes hurting. Finally, after they kicked each other's ass, now they can be honest about their feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting. Very macho. I mean, I guess you could say it's macho, but then it's I don't, I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like this. This is how men. If men could be like, I could take that kind of beating and fight with my best friend like that, and we could go back to like feeling normal cool. in a couple of months, we do that. Yeah, men can do that. Like, man but, can... but you probably kill each other in real life, so that's why people don't do that. Yeah, but it's a nice fantasy to to think like y'all could do that with each other, um, and then still be able. I mean, when when you know when you're young and your bones, you know, form. When you're younger, you fight all your friends. I haven't fought any friends I've made after the age of thirty. It just oh no of- no yeah, I used to fight, <laughs> like physically fight them all the time. Like especially, yeah, especially, when, like, you're especially 16, when you're super like, young. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also think that boxers, like anybody that's a trained fighter, their brain operates a bit different. Yeah. Like like yeah no no your average guy isn't just gonna be like look. I'm about to go ahead throw hands with my ex best friend and this is gonna like handle everything. I don't know, you know. But um <laughs> because that's the only cause because what he said, what he told his his wife, he said, Man, that's the only thing he responds to. She said he's not gonna stop. Yeah, that's the you only make thing him stop. Make him stop. Yeah. Like so like all so, right, let's do this shit. Yeah, like professional fighters are like modern day warriors, right? I mean, so, well, well Adonis I mean, Adonis in this movie is very much like an anime protagonist. It's like he yeah. it, or it was really Rocky in general. It's like they like gets his ass whooped and then he just ooh and he like concentrates and he gets yeah, upset and he lets his emotions take over and then he just focuses in and then like now he's ready. And that's all I need, man. Like good training montage. Like oh, oh and you know, we, we kind of talk about it, but um the way I, the visuals like during that that last fight with those guys, I thought was so cool. When he pushed him up against the rope and those and those uh that jail cell came up, yeah. I was like, ooh, and then he was pushing him, he was getting real aggressive, he was hitting him real angry, like taking it out of him. I was like, oh, like, and it was like he couldn't, it was like Adonis 
could probably have hit him back at that moment, but it was almost like he was punishing himself. Like he felt bad about it too. Like you could kind of see it on his face, you know, because it's like, how do you can't ever like give that time back. And he lost those years to protect you, you know, because, um, because in a situation like that, he could have just, Oh, like that was my gun. He like, I dropped it, whatever. Da, da, da. But it's really my, it's, it, it's my possession. Like that would have been his first charge. There's a lot of things he could have done to make that not an 18 year bid, you know? Um, and then to never ridden to never like there is the thing that's really weird about that too, is oftentimes when you're the person in that situation, and people want you to take a, however you want to put it, like a, a safer route through life as a child. Um, they really do try to get you to stop communicating with those people, like complete cold turkey. Well, that's a Marianne, yeah. Yeah, but like that, that's a different kind of trauma too, though. Like you're listening to like what they're asking you to do, but there's so much survivor's guilt that comes with that kind of crap. Um, and it doesn't mean... I don't know, man. Like, I, it's it's so frustrating because you know you can you can see that. I mean, what she did probably led to everything they have now. So, I mean, you can be mad at her about it, but it did keep you out of trouble. I mean, she adopted the child. She adopted her husband's child, who was born from an affair. I mean, mm-hmm. she's a good lady. She's a amazing person to do that. Yeah. Um, and has like a lot of grace. That's interesting. Okay, I, I I didn't know that exact relationship. So yeah, that that puts it more context. Oh yeah, he yeah he yeah. See, that's why you should have watched the first. I yeah. understood a lot of it from what she was saying when she was dying. Well, now I would say I was first. I was like the first Creed movie is like almost like an excellent movie to me. It's like, an excellent movie. movie. I remember seeing it. I was like, it's up there with one of those, like, pretty much, like, perfect, like, directing-wise. Visuals, the script was solid. Like, everything was tight, you know what I'm saying? And it was everything. Like, I could have ju- just had the first Creed and been good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the rest of these movies, to me, they just, like, appetizers and desserts for the most part. But what, <laughs> I, what I will say is that, and I don't know if you feel this way being a person who haven't seen the other two movies, is to be able to make a movie and you could still completely understand the film without seeing the movies that came before it, yeah. I think that's a certain um, artist. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And, and, but, but it's also because I do feel like this movie, you know, standing back looking at it, if I've never seen any other movies, they, it does feel like it kind of stands on its own. Like if this... If I watched this and I didn't know it had anything to do with Rocky, I could still sit there and enjoy this film. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I could see myself still enjoying it. You know, and, and some stuff, you, you like you said, you kind of understand through context. And I think that's, I really feel like that's how every film should be, rather it's a part of a sequel or whatever. We talked about the last one we just watched. <laughs> yeah, ever since the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe and the, um, the Fast and the Furious verse, they make these things as pretty much like like episodes, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't, you got to go take a class. You got, you got to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to go through a whole flow sheet to understand. But, but but at the same time, I think that's part of the journey. But I think we still missing out on like 
making a movie, a sequel or whatever that kind of just stands on its own. That is like, this is just a great movie by itself. I didn't. It's even really good. I, I love that it works both ways. And if you right. have seen every Rocky movie, you'll see callbacks to previous Creed and Rocky movies for sure. Like there's great parallels, but this still feels like a really fresh franchise. Like even it does. I, yeah. So okay. So what do you guys think they'll try to do next? Man, Jonathan Majors will be back. I'm sure they will become they're they are friends now. Um. So you know who's the adversary? I don't know. I think they're gonna fight Leon. Honestly, I think they're gonna te- team up and fight Leon. That was a joke. Um. <laughs> no one laughed at all. I, trying, no, I, I, I don't know who Leon is. So yeah, no, that's the guy that abused them. I was trying. To think. Oh Lord, yeah, I, Leon's so stupid. <laughs> I, um, He's seventy years old now. Oh, um, I mean, no, actually, I would have loved that joke if if I had remembered. <laughs> <laughs> so damn slaughtered. Yeah, I, I really feel that. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just be wanting certain stuff to end. You know what I mean. Like, I, I can understand, like, I, I think when Ryan Coogler made the first Creed, that was, like, paying homage to the franchise and the memory he had with his father and stuff. So I think that's why that movie is just, like, I don't know what better word to say. It's just a precious, excellent film, right? And the rest of them, I'm not saying that they're not good. It's just they they just, I don't think they have to exist. You, you know, know I just want to clarify you know something real quick too. The reason I, I hesitated on the Leon joke because I was like, I know Adonis is twenty is twenty seven and one, basing well twenty eight and one now, but I'm like, he lost one of these fights that we that, that are in these movies. I just don't know which one. No, he he should be twenty. Um, he he lost two fights. I don't know why they had it at one because he loses the fight in the first Creed, right? Ain't that right, Tom? Remember, you know what? I don't even remember. The, the thing about the first Creed is it's not a battle with. His opponent, like that's definitely a battle with it's himself. Inner burn. Yeah, yeah. Inner burn. and the second yeah. one is like a fantastic grudge match where you're like, what could be a better grudge match than him versus the son of the guy who killed his father in the ring? Like that's. But, but I, I was honestly like, how are they going to make a Creed three? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thing I was telling my wife. I said after you beat Drago, that's it. Like that's like playing a video game on extreme hard and then going back to hard. That was yeah. never. <laughs> Yeah. Like I, it, I never watched so. Creed Three and was thinking to myself like, dang, yeah, he he gonna have it in for himself fighting this dude. But when he fought that big white, big ass white boy in the second movie, this dude looked like he eat babies. This dude is some of the dude he was sparring against in the movie. Yes, but well, then they're friends was, again, which is cool. Yeah. That's like, like that so, motherfucker that's so is huge. Holy shit! I was like, because like literally, that was the thing. What I was, watching, I was like, did he fight him like in the last movie? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like he was. <laughs> Like, he was bigger. He got to be bigger than, like, Dolph Lundgren was back in the day. That motherfucker. Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren was big. I don't yeah. know how tall Michael B. Jordan is, but he made him look tiny. He's yeah, they, they they mentioned it multiple times in Creed too. like how Of course he, they did. <laughs> how tiny he was. <laughs> how much smaller he is than his father type of thing. But but the thing is, is, like, once you beat that adversary, it's really hard to top that. So my point is, you make a fourth movie, really what it's going to be about. You know what I mean? It's, I don't want it to go the route of like Rocky Four, for example, you know? No, no, we, nah, they wouldn't be. I mean, I think any idea they came with, I think we should at least give the people who handled the Rocky verse credit in that 
you know, whatever story they're going to tell, they're going to try not to just recycle and just do something boring. I think like, you know, they're trying fresh stuff. They got new faces. I don't know um, if Michael B. Jordan would continue to be interested in the franchise. He doesn't seem like he wants to, oh, to stop, sure. you know. No, I mean, he said in our in our interview, I mean, yeah. he's the guy who knows this character best now, who has the most continuity. Yeah. And Ryan Coogler obviously has a huge part in all this and like contributed to the story on this. And his brother was one of the writers of the story. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's still it still is very much like a Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan production. Maybe more Michael B. Jordan now since he's directing and starring in it, and Cougar's gone on to do, you know, Marvel. Um, but I feel like it's still in very good hands, and I don't feel like it's like, you know, the screen. I like the screen movies, but it seems like the screen movies kind of turn over a lot lately, where they're like, all right, now you're going to handle it. Now this new team is going to handle it, and everybody's going to do a good job. But it doesn't seem like there's super continuity, partly because Wes Craven has died. Um, yeah, but. I feel like this is like very fresh and very, very invigorated. And like I, I after they were able to pull off improving on Creed two with Creed three, which I didn't think they could do. Just a, I didn't think they could top Drago either. Um, I I have every confidence that four will be good, and they'll probably bring back Stallone. They have to, right? I mean, that would be the way to. Stallone's like seventy something years old, and he's got to be like, do I want them to make one more of these movies without me being in it? So well, he produced this movie. I mean, he's been involved. I think he gets a um, producer credit though, by virtue yeah. of inventing Rocky and inventing. Oh, that's as deep as it is. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. He he pretty much is. I don't know, but I don't. I don't think he is. Um, he has ownership over the. No, he doesn't. I, yeah, I, I do super sympathize with him when he complains about this producer who, like, he says stole the movie out from under him. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he made a bad deal at some point, but like. He did fucking invent Rocky when he was nobody. Yeah, and when he was Italian This is back in 1976 when he's like a no-name actor who basically is the Rocky of actors where they're like, yeah, we're never going to let you play this guy. And he's like, you're not making this movie unless I get to play Rocky. And they go, okay, whatever. And then it's like the number one movie of 1976. It's Best Picture nominee. It spawns 75 other movies. Like, he has <laughs> an unending respect for pulling that off. Yeah. And I mean, as long I, I, you know, he's one of the only dudes. Well, one of the dudes. Like I, I can think of like two or three of them, but like my '80s action heroes who don't have like very problematic views. So thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot. Appreciate it, bro. I think Keep he is. You. I think he is Republican, but I don't think he's. I think he's like. Uh, I think he's a cool guy, Republican. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. Well, look, a lot of them people have made it very clear where they stand, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Oh, you're he might be Republican. He, 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 <laughs> he ain't the only one. At this point, all of them, damn near. It's so sad. Uh, but you remember anyway, when Chuck Norris was at the Capitol? Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> he was he, not. Um, huh? He was not at the Capitol. Chuck Norris. Oh no, 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 not. I said the Capitol. Sorry, not the Capitol. Um, no, but he, he's a yeah. He, he's on that more far, far gone side. Uh, anyways, you know, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I, when he became governor of California, I was like, "This is gonna be the fucking worst. This is gonna be horrible." And he turned out to be a pretty solid governor, like at least environmentally. He I could love have been a lot worse. But he he's Austrian, right? Is that correct? Yeah, he's Austrian. I love hearing him talk about how how bitch made the Nazis are. It's so funny, dude. He came out with some cool shit. Like during Trump, he like stood up to a lot of that bullshit, and he also was very good on voting rights, and was like, "I'm gonna." 
a Republican who was like, I want more people to have the opportunity to vote. I want to make sure everybody in this country gets a chance to vote. I thought that was not a popular position within his party. And I thought it was cool that he did that. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Stay solid. But, you know, <laughs> we know we lost some of y'all, but that's all right, man. Um, but yeah, if Stallone comes back, that'll be great. That'll be another boost. I think this movie's doing good at the box office and all that. It's definitely critically acclaimed. Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut is like just getting rave reviews. So I'm really happy for him. He, he's had a lot of time to think about this. He's been around great directors for a lot of his career. So it's really good to see him put that stuff to good use. And I'm, you know, he'll obviously do stuff outside of Creed. So I really want to know what he's interested in. It's kind of like, you know, this isn't at the level of a, of a get out by any means, but you know, when uh, Jordan Peele first did that, people went, what the hell is this? Like, how, how did we not know this was something in his bag, you know? And so I, I can't wait to see when Michael B. Jordan, now that he's shown he has the chops for it, when he gets to do the thing that he's dreamed of doing, he well, clearly has ideas, you know? I know we're wrapping up, but him and uh, Jonathan Majors told the New York times that they basically want to be Pacino and De Niro. And I will say, I, I I wish that I'd gotten to it before they did. I kind of did say this before. The Majors' performance in this movie called Magazine Dreams, it's coming out pretty soon, um, is very similar to like a raging or a, a taxi driver type performance. He's a bodybuilder who's like really? very on edge and it is excellent. Like he's better in that movie than he is in this movie. And I think he's very good in this movie. But with Magazine Dreams, I'm like, if this dude doesn't get Best Actor, who does? Like, I, I don't know what you have to do to, like, in terms of transformation and in terms of emotional transformation. I mean, this is his year, man. I don't yeah, well, know. These, these it's, next... it's his year. It's his year. Well, and this dude well, is De Niro, like, in terms of making those incredible transformations from movie to movie. Kang is nothing like Dame. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. And then the guy he played in Devotion, who's a real, a real Korean warfighter pilot, nothing like either of those characters oh, I, I need to watch that too that's on paramount plus which i have and it's a good service and none of those characters are anything like his character in um lovecraft country i mean he really I does mean, and and i loved him like he, he was magnetic yeah. god dang i loved him in, in lovecraft country that show the nero actors actors like chameleon that christian bell change every single time type of quality yeah yeah I, I, man. Those, those are like Bale and De Niro are like my two favorite all time. And this dude is like gunning for that because in like three or four movies, he's just done an incredible job of transformation. Like, I think he's a really killer actor. And I do think, and maybe it's just a relationship those guys have with each other and some that, that or maybe even some he was able to kind of bring out as he was focusing more um, on, you know, doing his, his directorial stuff too. But I, I thought this is a very strong performance from Michael B. Jordan. It's one of the best, Acting performances oh, yeah. I've seen him give, um, absolutely. And I thought him with Jonathan Majors, every scene with them was just so fucking good. Um, especially like when they were out on the beach. Man, I I, I was mad too. Shoot, <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, I don't know. Watch this movie. I mean, that's the funny thing. We like this movie so much, we barely spoiled anything. That's kind of crazy. We normally just spoil the hell out of every movie, but it's a pretty good movie. Also, from screenwriting, I was, uh, that one photograph that they show from the prison that ties it all together, mm -hmm. fucking yep. great writing. That was awesome. Yep. He would have known, if only. Could have taken... I, if they tried to explain it, it would have taken like 15 minutes, and they just showed that one photo, and it's like, 
Oh, one of those yeah. moments. I love that. Yeah, makes sense. Anything to close with, Keith? No. Um, once again, so pretty solid film. Um, like I said, it it didn't. I didn't know if it needed to exist, but I'm kind of glad that it exists. <laughs> Damn, you mother! I was gonna say almost. Ver I mean, like it was. I was forming the phrase in my brain to hold it for my turn, and I can't believe you said that. Uh, no, here, no, here, get your turn, Nick. <laughs> Close. No, 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 you got it. You, no, that I'm gonna credit that too. I'm, I'm gonna just put me on the annotations. What, what Keith said. Uh, tell me anything with you. I'm holding up to the screen the uh, winter issue of Movie Maker Magazine that nobody can see because we're on a podcast. Uh, Michael B. Jordan holding a gigantic camera, um, still available on your local newsstand at your local Barnes and Noble. You can. You can Twitter tweet me at Tim A. Malloy. We'll figure out how to get you a copy. Um, you can tweet at Movie Maker Mag. As many people have, we'll figure out how to get you a copy. It's a really good interview by Trey Williams, who did a great job on it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty great. Another winner uh, on the cover there. Um, anything else uh, that's worth plugging to talk about yet that, that you're ready to talk about? Yeah, why not? Owen Wilson's on the next cover. It's fucking great. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty dope. Dang. <laughs> Super exciting. Um, Keith, where can people find us on the socials? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Loki Pod. All right, that. Well, we'll see y'all next time. There's some other great stuff coming out. I can't remember what it is, but there's going to be some good content coming up. So definitely join us next week. See y'all next week on the tubes. Peace.